Hello, and welcome to Order Within, navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello and welcome. My name is Brandon Ward. I'm your host of today's show, Order Within. We're going to be talking about governing oneself and how that's effectively the way out of the chaos that's been presented to us in the world we live. This chaotic world, and as I mentioned in the past episode, in our first episode here, that depression rates are at growing levels, really record-breaking levels from historical aspects, and looking at youth, and younger generations being more and more unhappy and depressed. Suicide rates are rising, hospitalizations are rising, self-harm. The list goes on and on. And then the isolation that comes from the fear and the fighting and the political debauchery that has us at each other's throats. These things contribute to a decline in our well-being, and it's obvious. The goal is to offer people, individuals who are looking for possibilities of ways out of this mess. And I spent a large majority of my life wounded, emotionally broken, sensitive, depressed, insecure, angry. Now, I obviously get angry, I get sad. I, there's, we're human. People are human. We have these experiences. It's natural to, to feel sadness and things of that nature from time to time in response to events that we're navigating. But when it's a constant thread, it's an underlying thread, when it's something that you feel from within regardless of the circumstances that you're in, if you're in decent, if you're having positive experiences, quote-unquote positive experiences relative to what most people would think are good things, and you're still feeling that dissatisfaction, if you can objectively look at your life and be appreciative of the things you have, you have your health, you have a place to live, you have quality food to eat, you have the necessities and requirements of life. If, however, though, regardless of those things, and you're still feeling that darkness, that inner lingering pain that just seems to follow you everywhere you go, that's how I was for years. I was trying all of the positive thinking and visualization and all the promises that the new age bring us. All you have to do is think your way to happiness and visualize what you want and you will have it and yada yada. 
I found that not to be very effective, actually. It seemed to be the majority of people that I met who shared that philosophy were also deeply wounded and were simply presenting themselves in a way that appeared to be happy. And this component of governing oneself and what that means and how we go about doing that is the way out of that darkness, the way out of that pain. And it's not easy. This is a journey out. But it's possible. And, and that, to me, it's built around this, these principles of governance of self. And I'm not talking about government regulations. It's about understanding the dynamics of being an individual, the thoughts, the emotions, the feelings, the urges, the impulses, the animal drives that push us as humans, and mastering those aspects of ourselves, becoming the commander of ourself. We don't suppress these things. We don't deny their existence. We don't turn our head away from the realities of our inner states, the feelings, the emotions, the thoughts that we have. The way out is through, and you have to hit those things head on, and you have to address your inner state. And that's the beginning of self-governance, is awareness to our current inner state and what that looks like. How do we navigate this tumultuous world of our inner self. The world has not given us tools. That's what I come to realize. That's why I was on a search for so long to find answers, ruthlessly and relentlessly reading books and websites and journaling and talking to people and going to events and meditating and doing all these things. I will say which I'll have an episode about this at some point, but psychedelics can certainly help. There's a, a lot of research that's beginning to come out around the effects on PTSD, depression, like really deep cases of depression, and how that can help rewire our brain in these short bursts. Because what ends up happening often, if you have not done psychedelics in the past and you haven't done it in a way that is intentional about healing, you have to, it has to be an inner journey. If you're doing things and you're out playing in the world, it doesn't really, it doesn't have the same effect. But what happens is it allows us for insights about ourselves. And it reveals to us events, things in our past, ways of thinking that are roadblocking our progress to who we are and our self-expression in its fullest form. And because of that, it's, it can be somewhat of a, it can really shake things through, loose. But the point is coming back to, it's that inner state, that awareness that we're looking and moving through our thoughts, our feelings, our inner world is how we begin to govern ourselves. When we are not aware or we deny or we ignore our feelings, our thoughts, and we present an image or a per personality to the world, we're only suppressing what lives within us and really delaying the inevitable and setting ourselves up for living an unfulfilled life because it's not a life that is our own. It is a life lived on 
perception of what we believe the world needs us and wants us to be based on these ideas that's been shared with us, that we've been taught. This is what a successful person looks like. This is what a happy person looks like. This is how you behave if you're confident. It's these very generic boxes that we've been led to believe are how you live or exist in certain ways if you're going to be a confident or happy person. And so you have to let go of those things and you have to be authentic to who you are. You have to explore yourself in an open and honest way that allows you and us, ourselves, who we are, to embrace what is in there. And when you start this journey, when you begin to observe yourself, a couple of things happen. Just the very fact that we can stop and observe brings about a shift because we begin to recognize that, wait, I'm observing myself. My thoughts are happening. My feelings are happening. Despite my observation, they're still moving. It's like flowing like a river. Our feelings and thoughts within ourselves can very much be like a river. We often get swept away in that river, not realizing that we actually can stand on the bank, observe the river, grab a raft, map a plan, and then ride that river in a fun existence. That's, to me, that's life. It's riding and managing that wave of thoughts and feelings. And by doing that first step of observation, we start to separate ourselves from that river of emotion and thoughts and begin to recognize the self. The self is the observer. The self is the one who can think, can feel, and observe, can experience those things. We are experiencing our thoughts and feelings. They run through us. They're currents that we navigate and manage. Most people are not even aware that this happens. We lack awareness of ourself. We merge ourselves with our thoughts and feelings, and that's how we identify with who we are. You can see it in our culture hugely with kind of the outrage culture, the offense culture, the cancel culture, all the things that the, the idea that going and humiliating people and screaming in their face and trying to dox them and out them and get them fired from their jobs and all of these things, basically trying to ruin their life because of their perspective or something they said that made a person feel a certain way or think a certain way. They then blame that person and go about attacking them instead of taking responsibility for their own feelings. Now, people can hurt us. We can be hurt by others. They can be mean, spiteful, cruel, all of those things. But it's our response to how others treat us that defines who we are, not the way other people treat us. And when we have no governance of ourself over our emotions, our thoughts, the way we are reacting to the world, we are simply reacting. We are in a, a mode of response constantly. We're reacting to what is presented to us. There's no pause and intention around how we are actually being. I said responsive. That's, so that's the difference to me between reaction. Reacting is instantly reacting to whatever is presented to us without any thought 
any recognition of what's happening and just we're allowing our thoughts and emotions to drive that scenario. Responding is observing the situation, looking at our thoughts and feelings, observing the other person, and then making an intentional decision about how we're going to act in that moment. That type of governance of self is possible only by awareness first, and second, heading straight into our thoughts and emotions. That's where responsibility lies within ourselves. This is the ultimate empowerment for us as humans. And because of that, it's truly the way out of the chaos. That's why, from my perspective, self-governance is the way out of the chaos. And I'm not the only one who thinks this way. There are many philosophers throughout time who have preached the same ideas and shared the same ideas. There are many psychologists and therapists today and medical doctors saying the same things. It's managing of ourselves and the responsibility of ourself that enables us to feel joy and fulfillment and control over our lives. We can control very little in this world, but what we can control can make a huge difference. And that's the aspect of mastering our thoughts and our emotions. Because ultimately, the responsibility lies with us. No one is coming to save us. So how we feel and think in our day-to-day basis is on us to manage and deal with. That doesn't mean we have to do this alone. That's not what I'm saying because healing the self, mastering the self is not something that we can often do on our own. As I mentioned before, I leveraged the minds and thoughts and philosophies of hundreds of people. So I didn't do any of this on my own. I navigated the journey on my own, leveraging knowledge that was available, but I got help in that sense. Sometimes getting therapists is helpful. Having someone you can rely on to openly talk to about where you're thinking and feeling can be very helpful to better understand your inner state. The difference is we have to make that assessment on where we are. People can help us navigate these things, ask us questions to help explore our feelings, how we're thinking about things, but it has to be our own conclusions, our own insights that brings the awareness. Because that is where the power comes from. So we can get help. We should get help if we need to get help. There's a lot of options in our world, and that's why I'm a big believer in having support and assistance as we go through this journey. If we can, if we have access to that. It's also amazing the power of prayer and meditation and reading books and journaling when we really start to tune into ourselves. And being connected to ourselves is the key here. And Navigating this inner terrain. So the responsibility lies with us to do this work. It starts with recognition of the fact that this is happening, ourselves, our emotions, our thoughts, and then going into them, beginning to explore our thoughts, our feelings. Where are these things coming from? Why do I feel this way? Why do I think these things? Are these things that I think true? Is this actually what's happening? 
are my feelings a representation of reality? Or is it being twisted based on my concepts of life, my ideas about the world, and my ideas about myself that are limiting and tweaking my experience? That's the aspect that we have to get through. We have to root out those reasons and we have to move through our thoughts and feelings with that type of intention. It's painful. This work is not easy. That's the thing. It's not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. I think being organized and intentional and being clear up front and having tools available instantly can help. That's the difference. That's what I'm hoping to do. I'm hoping to provide value to enable you and others to find these tools that I've found to use them in our lives to bring about self-fulfillment, happiness, and truly joy, and really a strength of self. And there's selfish motivations for me because I see the world as it is right now, and we have so little self-governance, and it's no wonder that things are just coming off the rails and appearing to just fall apart because ultimately, without self-governance, we rely on external forces. And when we rely on external forces, those forces often abuse the power they have. It's historically true and has been true throughout all of humanity. The great minds of our time have told us that we hold the keys within ourselves. But what does that mean? What keys are within ourselves? And that is what Order Within is about. That's what I am going to do in this show over these episodes, laying out the keys to the kingdom of the self, if you will, and help navigate that inner terrain. Because it is scary. It is a, it feels like a endless void when we begin to look into ourself and the depth of feeling and thought that can live there. And so knowing that you're not alone, knowing that many people throughout time have done this, and knowing that from a modern world perspective, from 2022, these are things that we have available to us as humans that we can leverage in a world hell-bent on pain and chaos. I refuse to surrender to this world of chaos and nonsense. I refuse to surrender the glory and joy and beauty that is the infinite self, the inner self, the endless self, eternal self, whatever you want to call it. It's the ancient aspect of who we are. It's the gift that life has given us. It's our inner sacred self that our creator has provided us. And it's our responsibility to nurture and grow that. It starts with a seed. It begins first with recognition and awareness. And from there, it grows over time. And as we begin to master those thoughts, those feelings, to understand what they are, where they're coming from, to be able to pause, to recognize in that moment, I'm getting angry right now. I feel my anger rising. I'm talking to someone and the things that they're saying are making me deeply angry. Why am I angry? What are they saying that's bothering me? What is driving this anger from within? We Initially, the world tells us that it's outside things. Again, I'm not saying that people cannot hurt us. They can't make us angry. That's true. 
often they're poking things inside us that have not been addressed. And it's triggering us. It's bringing up these deeper feelings because the way out is exploring those feelings, going within. That is the key. And through those feelings and thoughts, we emerge stronger, better, fulfilled, and balanced. We're anchored in, our, in ourselves. That kind of confidence, that strength of self, that self-esteem, that inner security is something that I know because I've ex- I experience it on a daily basis only because I came from the other side. And I know the difference. And it's, it's two different worlds. It's, all, it's two different universes. And that inner strength allows us to navigate this crazy world and build something of meaning and something that reflects who we truly are because within each of us is a brilliance waiting to be shared with the world. And our potential is being stifled and suffocated based on the desire for power and materialistic greed and this drive for endless consumption and power, whatever it is, it's obvious it's out there in front of us. When you see the way many governments and corporations and leaders behave, they have only interest in themselves, their material selves, and their positional power in our society. It's all temporary. And truthfully, it's goofy because when you live from that perspective, it's all built around this single life and nothing beyond it. So it's very much a desperate cling for power and to clinging to existence to this material world that we have. But that's not the answer that many of us want. There, Many of us are seeking for ways to find that strength and peace within ourselves. And it's possible. And it begins by governing oneself. And so this is a topic that I'm going to go deeper into around thoughts, around feelings. There are many tools that we have available to us. I'm excited to share over the episodes as we continue to expand on the show here and what Order Within is about. And ultimately, it's hopefully giving you the tools to find that inner self, that infinite self. It's such a gift. The joy, the experience, the richness, the pleasure. The fulfillment that we find by connecting with that part of ourself, that true aspect of who we are, it's indescribable. And I know that if the world finds that, if we as humans can all, not all, but the majority of us tap into that, we'll transform the world because we'll think about things differently. We'll be looking for solutions. We'll stop blaming each other. We'll stop being so angry and bitter with each other. And we'll work towards creating solutions. We'll look to use our creative power to make the world a better place and we'll find fulfillment in that creation. That's the beauty of this is it brings us who we are, what we desire to be in the world. It's our ultimate highest version of ourselves in the world. That's the irony is by doing this and connecting with who we are from within, it enables us to live a life in the world that's more reflective of who we are and more truthful to who we are, which enables us to be fulfilled by a life 
that was never possible before connecting with ourself, which ends up creating often material abundance and joy in a physical world. That's the irony of it. The world's been teaching us that we have to do all this stuff outside of ourselves to find that happiness and fulfillment, to create the life that we want, to have the house, to have the money, to have all the things. That's not it. You find yourself first. You find who you are first within. You connect with that deep part of yourself and you build that relationship over time. As that self emerges, we begin to act and operate differently. We make choices differently. We behave differently. And we begin to create a life that reflects who we truly are. And in that process comes the outcome of a life that is often fulfilling and abundant from a material perspective. That's what's wild. So the key to outer success is inner mastery. And that's exactly what we will do in this show. And I'm hoping already that this has been helpful. I continue, I will continue to discuss these concepts, these ideas, and go deeper into each of these components around thoughts, emotions. The next episode we're going to do, I've got a few planned here that I'm going to record, but the next episode coming down the pipe will be outer as a reflection of our inner world. And it's no wonder that we're experiencing all this external chaos because we have all this internal chaos that we are not addressing or dealing with. And so with that being said, I'm looking forward to continuing these episodes, sharing this information. I really hope you find it valuable, and I look forward to continuing this journey together. With that being said, until next time. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.